Welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I am here alone because my partner, the the Ambassador of Nonsense, is on vacation again. That man goes on vacation more than anyone I know. Um, he's in Ireland right now, apparently on a whiskey tour. It's a whole tour of whiskey. I don't... I would say that constitutes a drinking problem. I'd, maybe it's just me. But if if anyone wanted to drop him a personal note suggesting that maybe you tone it down a little bit, uh, maybe that would be helpful. But he's not here right now. Um, I do have one of his recordings that he did solo. And uh, hopefully I'll have enough time tonight to publish that as well as this recording. And uh, so, it I don't know. The thing is, it's not going to be as good. You know, I'm not a, I, I, I'm not a pro at this. I, I don't know how to sound conversational in a podcast by myself. That's why I do it with Danny. Um, I don't think he, he doesn't know how either. Actually, I haven't listened to his yet, but, um, it's just, it's not as good. And we, so we don't do it often, but, uh, I did want to get something out there this week. Instead of just leaving the, the airwaves blank. Um, so what I'm going to talk about is something that, um, 9-11 came and went and we didn't even address it on the show. Um, and I just thought I'd talk a little bit about that and about some of the many conspiracy theories out there. Um, and there's a lot of them and they range all over the place. I, I I know people who believe the whole thing was faked. I don't know how you could possibly think that that there were no airplanes. I mean, we saw the airplanes. We the second one we saw hit. We didn't see all of them hit. I don't know. We we didn't see what hit the Pentagon. Um, and there are claims about the debris. To me, it looked like an airplane crash, but. I hear people say, no, it wasn't, and they've got all these reasons. And then the the debris on the ground uh, of the plane that wrecked, um, where, the, where the passengers took over the plane, and actually they just ended up going into the ground. I, we think that was headed for Washington. I don't know. Um, but I wanted to talk about these conspiracy theories. Um 9-11, I was, I was in my 20s. No, I, I, I was close to 30 when it happened. And it really changed everything for me, like it did most people my age. Now, I hear kids talking about it. And the way they talk about it is kind of the way I always talked about, say, Pearl Harbor. You know, I hear my grandparents talking about Pearl Harbor, and it was like a huge deal. It changed their lives forever. I didn't understand that, and I didn't. I didn't feel bad about not understanding it. It's just I, I didn't live through it, so I had no real way to relate to it. And then when nine eleven happened, suddenly I did understand Pearl Harbor. And I imagine someday for these kids out there who are say under twenty or even under 25, I think someday they're going to get it. They're Oh, wow. I think something's going to happen that's going to change them the way 
9-11 changed all of us Americans. Maybe. Then again, it is a little bit different between my generation and the younger generation. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't have called myself patriotic, but I remember when, uh, the first, uh, Bushes, the, bu- the first Bush went to war, Desert Storm, I remember when that broke out, I was in high school, I was a freshman, and, uh, me and my friends were all talking about the possibility of getting out of school and joining the army. We wanted to go to war because it was our country and we, we wanted to fight for it. I think that sentiment is not present in most kids, most high school kids nowadays. I just, the high school kids I meet don't have that the way I had it. And I had it less than the way my parents had it. So it seems like patriotism is slowly almost disappearing. So it, it changed my life though. And, and it's, it's one of those things most people didn't question in the beginning. And then people started to question it more and more. Why? Because there's several reasons. First of all, people wanted something they could wrap their heads around. People wanted a reason. You know, the reason we were given is that these group of Islamic terrorists who lived in a cave wanted to plan some giant event that would what? What did Osama bin Laden want? To this day, I don't know what the claim is that he wanted other than to cause terror in Americans. That's what we've been told. He just wants to kill Americans. The thing is, he he claimed ownership of it, but now there's even questions about... But in the beginning, that's what we were told. I mean, within the first day, we were told this is Islamic terrorists, and they even had a name. They were talking about Osama bin Laden. I don't remember how long ago it was after that that the videos came out with Osama bin Laden claiming ownership of it, but we didn't question it. It wasn't until years later people started to say, some of this stuff doesn't make sense. Not just the buildup of it, but the things we were told later about it. And right away the people who questioned it were called conspiracy theorists, which is what anyone who questions anything anymore is a conspiracy theorist. And I guess that was a bad word for a while. I mean, my parents were conspiracy theorists. Um, most of the people in our circle were somehow or other conspiracy theorists, but there, there were varying degrees of what you would believe and, and how, how much you thought say, the government was involved in these things. If it was a big conspiracy where the entire government was involved, or if it was a small one that maybe five people were involved, or if it was something like, say, the whole Democrat Party was involved in. We believed in conspiracies, but there were all kinds of conspiracies, and I think some of them I still believe. Now, the 9-11 conspiracies, again, they range all over the place, but Because of what has happened in the past two years, I've started to take a second look at this stuff. I mean, we we call them truthers, people who are trying to find out the truth about 9-11. I don't know. I guess I I think they kind of named themselves that. Um, 
but they've been mostly discounted up until the past maybe two or three years. When, when we found out that the government was so much bigger and so much more dangerous than we always supposed it to be, we started to take a second look at what the truthers were saying. And even to this day, a lot of them are saying crazy, stupid things. But to question what explanation we've been given for 9-11 is no longer lunacy. I think it's very reasonable. But the questions ought to be very specific. First of all, the the accusation that they were involved, I, I think it we ought to look at who they is if we're going to ask the question. What is they? The Bush administration? Uh, the CIA and the FBI? Could the CIA and FBI have done it without involving the Bush administration? Uh, what about corporate America? You know, 20 years ago, corporate America was an entirely different thing than it is today. Corporate America didn't involve Facebook or Google. Uh, there were some giants, but it was very different than what we have today. Corporate America wasn't, uh, wasn't shaping American politics publicly the way they are today. They were shaping things by contributing money to this cause or that, but it wasn't as public. It wasn't as in your face as it is today. They weren't trying to silence people the way they are today. And what about other countries? I mean, what about England, we, we know, we, we assume that some of the other, uh, Arabian countries were at least knew about it, if not in on it. But, you know, what about England? Did they know? What about the Islamists themselves? I, there are stories that, they, look, these are the guys who flew this plane and hijacked it and crashed into the building. And then, and then a week later, other people are saying, no, these people are still alive. And I haven't even followed this that much. I just know that that there are actually conflicting stories about who the Islamists were that did this. And, you know, my biggest thing is what about all the bureaucracies that we know are running things now? We didn't even think of them as a power in the United States when 9-11 happened, we didn't think that that the FDA had as much power as we now know they have. We didn't think that a government bureaucracy could shut down the entire country. But now we know that they can and they have and they have no problem doing it. They seem to be proud of it. And then, of course, what about all the various politicians Back when it happened, it was unthinkable that a politician, except for a really, really crooked one, even the Bushes, could be okay with something like this happening. And then that, that also begs the question, what, what exactly was, when they say that, uh, these people were involved, what do they mean that, by that? Do they mean that uh, they actually planned it and caused it to happen? Did they know about it and ignore it or allow it? Did they manipulate the uh, the hijackers into doing it 
and, and then actually promote it, although not directly cause it? These are all questions that ought to be asked if you're really going to start digging into this. Again, I haven't started digging into it. All I've heard is various shows from people, it, the same stuff that's available to you. Uh, but from those various shows, it's obvious that what we were told 20 years ago is not the entire truth. We were lied to by government officials. You know, another thing that I did want to talk about is the the number of experts who come out with various opinions on things like whether or not the buildings could have collapsed, um, what what a wreck is supposed to look like, because it's that was that was the first thing that people started to point to is this demolition expert says no way that building shouldn't have fallen. And this one says it could have fallen, but it would have needed this. And another one says, yeah, the first two could have fallen, but building number seven, there's no way that should have fallen. And I'm not going to refute any of them because I don't have any expertise in that area, but I did want to point this out. I do have expertise. I am an expert in something. It's it's a field that most people don't even realize exists, but I'm just saying I am an expert. And there are other experts in the same field. Some know more than me, some know less. But sometimes these other experts and myself get into a discussion about something, and sometimes it turns into an argument because we disagree. You know, he says this can happen. I say no way it can't happen. And so we argue about it, but only one of us is right and eventually gets proven right or proven wrong. And often I'm right when I get in these arguments, but every now and then I'm wrong. And I guess my my point here is that two experts in the same field can disagree with each other. I see it happen all the time. And when I see an expert say something like, well, that's impossible, that cannot happen, I'm less inclined to believe them. I'm less inclined to trust them. Because being an expert over the years, one of the biggest things I learned is humility. Um, you'll hear me say things like, I don't see how that could happen. Or I can't think of a way where that would happen. Because as soon as you start saying that's impossible, that can't happen, it often does. And you end up looking like an idiot. So all these experts are out there with all these opinions and people who aren't experts in that, you know, that don't really know where to turn. But see, that's another thing. Not only can people who are experts in the same field disagree with each other, but sometimes they're just wrong, even when they do agree with each other. I was in a situation where we were trying to, we were trying to uncover a problem. There was me and another quote expert working on it. On the phone, we had yet another expert and we were all trying to figure out what the problem was and nothing was making sense. The, the machine shouldn't have been doing what it was doing. And my boss, who doesn't claim to be an expert, but is enough, uh, he has enough technical knowledge to at least have an opinion. Um, 
nudged me aside and said, look, I, I'm not claiming to know more than you, but just to shut me up, can you check this? And I said, yeah, I'll check that. I don't, I don't, I don't mind being shown something by someone who knows less. It, it doesn't bother me. Um, so I checked it and here, this guy was right. The, the one guy who wasn't an expert in the room, uh, figured something out before the three of us experts figured it out. I, you don't, I guess that what I'm trying to say is number one, you don't need to be an expert to understand something. Um, if someone can explain a concept and I can understand it, then <clears throat> there's no reason for me to keep arguing over it. Number two, uh, experts will sometimes disagree with each other. And that doesn't mean that one of the experts is being paid off or bought out by someone. It just means that the two experts disagree and that's okay. And number three, I guess what I'm, the big point is that all these opinions of all these experts, I don't think they get us closer to the truth. Even if you have an expert who you trust, his opinion on whether or not the towers could have fallen, that doesn't get us anywhere closer to whether or not they fell because of the airplanes or fell because of uh, demolition charges. That's not how we can uncover this truth. If you were going to look at the some of the truther arguments, um, one of the reasons that I had for ignoring them was that this would take so many people to do. And in all of those people, no matter how tightly they tried to keep uh, the ring of people in, eventually one of those people would wander out. There would be a whistleblower somewhere. And that was my argument against a lot of conspiracies. But uh, this last election changed that. We know for an absolute fact that they stole the election. It's it's a fact. If you don't think that you've I can't I don't know what to say about you. You 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 just don't have the capacity to think. Everyone knows that it was stolen. They did it right in front of our faces. Now, uh 2000 mules shows us one of the ways that it happened. That's just one of the ways. I believe that's one of at least five different ways that it happened. And I, I believe this stuff was happening long before the election. But what surprised me is how many people were involved in it. There were a lot of people involved in stealing the election. And while we have proof of this, and we have people who were on the outside and witnessed it and came forward and blew the whistle, we don't see any perpetrators blowing the whistle. And that makes me think, well, it's not, not just because nobody's blown the whistle. That doesn't, that's not evidence against conspiracy. It seems like some awful big conspiracies can go on, can happen and can play out without anyone blowing the whistle. I, I would have thought that what happened in this last election would have been impossible without someone coming forward. But no one has come forward. None of the bad guys, none of the bad guys are admitting what they've done. So I think that, 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 that the whole discounting just because it would have taken a lot of people and just because one of those people would have come forward by this point, 
I don't think that's a good argument. Um, what we also suddenly begin to ask is what the government is capable of. We didn't know how evil parts of the government were until this past four years. COVID opened up the eyes of so many people. And and I would have liked to have said it didn't open my eyes because I knew it all along. But I, two things. Number one, I didn't know. I didn't know how bad it was. I knew there were some people who were capable of killing and murdering thousands of people. There are some people like that. I didn't know there were a whole bunch of people who were capable and willing of doing it. I, I just, it never occurred to me that there were this many evil people that are in power. It seems like we've got an endless supply. Maybe only a few of those people actually planned it out, but thousands more went along with it. After the truth was obvious, they made the virus. We know they made the virus. And then they forced people to get the virus in a way that would kill them. Uh, the murderous Mike DeWine and uh, the governor, the the uh, New York guy, I can't even remember his name anymore. That's how forgettable he is, except that he murdered so many people. And some of these people were supposed to be good guys. Mike DeWine was supposed to be a good guy. But what did he do? He murdered a lot of people with the COVID-19 laws that went into place. And all all the things that were there supposedly to protect us ended up killing people. He knew they would kill people. And he went ahead and did it anyway. But that's just the tip of the spear. The vaccine... We know what the vaccine does. We know now. And the people who were trying to enforce uh, vaccination cards and forced vaccines, they knew what it did. And they're trying to do it anyway. Still, once you know that, it seems like even a large group of government officials trying to cause 9-11 is not really that big a deal. That was 3,000 people. And what did they get out of it? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Let's start there. What did the FBI and the CIA get out of it? Power. They got much more power. We know that. They can pretty much do whatever they want now. Look at what they are doing. They're invading the homes of families in the middle of the night. And they're, they, they don't even try to come up with a reason anymore. They don't care if people know how bad they are. The fact is, I'm convinced that they now, uh, control the blackmail documents that Epstein used because they raided Epstein's place and now all the stuff that Epstein had, the FBI has, and they're using it the same way Epstein used it. It's terrible, but it gives us a really good look at what these people are capable of. And it's not just the people at the top. You know, I guess... Back in 2016, I thought, yeah, the FBI's bad, but it's not the entire FBI. It's not all those thousands of agents out there. It's just just the guys at the top. Same with CIA. But now we know that's not true. The guys at the top are giving orders. The guys at the bottom are following the orders. And again, what did they what, what did they benefit? They benefited with power, absolute power. And what are they 
capable and willing of doing. Well, we know pretty much anything. Um, what about the Bush administration? I, to be honest, I don't know. I, if, if George Bush knew about it, even knew about it, I would say he's a damn good liar. He's a damn good actor. I, I don't, I, but here's the thing. How could the FBI have known about it and Bush not know about it? Well, look, we went to war with Iraq because of all these uh, weapons of mass destruction. Remember that? Remember all the claims? Now, if you go look in the media, they say George Bush is the one who told us this. But it wasn't George Bush. It was George Bush's DOJ and the CIA. Our intelligent teams are the ones who was saying that Iraq had the weapons of mass destruction. It wasn't George Bush himself. I think George Bush was fooled just as much as uh, the rest of us Americans were. And I think he was fooled by the intelligence agencies. But I don't. I don't know. And I, I would never guess at that anymore because I wouldn't trust Bush any more than I would trust Bill Clinton. Um, but I am pointing out that the CIA and the rest of the intelligence operation could have known full well about it, could have known about it and even promoted it and Bush be completely in the dark. Because I think that's what happened with Iraq. I think he was in the dark about that. I, don't, I think he thought they had weapons of mass destruction. Because that's what everybody was saying. His own people. The other thing is that the FBI and the CIA, now we, we see how crooked they are. They try to get fanatics excited about committing crime. They try to get terrorists pulled into a plot to do something evil, and I think sometimes they bust them for it, and sometimes they don't. I don't, the, the whole governor uh, kidnapping case, you know, we know what they did. And we know that they've tried to do that in other cases, where they convinced people to bomb a place, and then caught them, and claimed how great they are, because they stopped them from uh, terrorizing the American people, when they were the ones causing it to begin with. We've got, we've talked about this before. You find people who aren't real bright, who are dedicated to some kind of cause, and it's not real hard to make them think that they could do a lot of good for the cause by doing something even, even that's going to kill them. I think the FBI is very good at this. I think they actually teach how to do this. How to make someone willing to die for something. And then later they could bust them for it. I, I've known fanatics my whole life. Again, we grew up around that kind of culture. And I knew people who weren't bright. But we relied on good leaders to channel that in a way that's safe, in the way that's not going to get people killed. And I know that if people were not channeling it properly, those people very easily could have been convinced to do violence, even to the American people. 
Well, probably some of them probably wouldn't to the American people. The ones we encountered were Christians, and I don't know of any of them that would have done anything to end the life of a person. But they would have blown up buildings. They would have had no problem blowing up buildings. But they never, they were never told to do that because that's what the leader of a cause is supposed to keep from happening. That's part of leading a grassroots uh, movement is to keep people on track. And I think the FBI commandeers the leadership in some of these organizations in order to turn fanatics into bad people. So could they have orchestrated the entire 9-11 day, everything that went down that day? Could it it be because of what the FBI did? Yeah, I, I think it could. Um, now corporate America, I, I, again, corporate America was different back then than it is now. Do I think they're capable of it now? Yeah, absolutely. Facebook caused another 9-11. They'd have no problem doing that. These people are sickos. Uh, but what, what hasn't changed is the bureaucracies of America. What has changed is our understanding of them. We did not know that this was such a big monster. We didn't know how dangerous they were. We didn't know that they were fine with creating a new virus that would kill people and then setting that out and then coming up with a cure that would also kill people and then forcing people to take that. No one had any idea that our government or the, the, the threads of government that go through these bureaucracies were capable of this. We didn't know they had the power and we didn't know that they were, they, that they had the, any kind of intent to do something like that. Now we do know. We saw it happen. If you don't think it happened again, you've got your head buried in the sand. There's something wrong with you. You ought to at least start thinking on your own, but we saw it happen. And for the past two or three years, that's what has happened. Another thing that we didn't know is that we thought that bureaucracies were how politicians used their power. So a congressman wanted to get something done. He can't pass a law that's going to get it done because he knows that the law is going to... If he passes the law, it might be unpopular. Not only that... But it's going to be very obvious that he's making money on it. So he owns this company and he wants the government to use that company for doing this or that. He doesn't pass a law that makes that happen. He uses the bureaucracies to do things like eliminate competition and stuff like that until eventually that company gets a whole bunch of money. That's how we thought it worked. And I'm, it still does work that way somewhat. We didn't understand that a lot of these politicians are actually controlled by the bureaucracies. And that's something that has come to light since, not since 9-11, but since Trump. That's what Trump brought to light. Um, you know, that again, the, that when we see that, we, we look at people like the murderous Mike DeWine. Is he a puppet or is he actually in power? I don't even know. I don't care. I think he needs to be in jail. But... It's something worth considering, uh, because if we're going to get rid of that kind of power, we, we do have to start in the bureaucracies. 
the point of all of this is that all these people we're talking about who might be involved is that they all share one thing. They have power or are trying to gain power. And as we know, power corrupts. All power corrupts. It's just what happens. We see it in the church even now when we've got a pope who's anti-Catholic, it seems, and is betraying people in the Catholic Church. The Chinese uh, were completely betrayed by our pope. They were all thrown under the bus. They've existed for a long time in China underground, and Pope Francis helped, tried to help to root them out. And he's still trying to. And I think it still exists underground. I, I pray that they can continue to exist and at least until we have a Pope that, that gives a damn about them. Um, and I think over the next few years, even more people will be red-pilled about all this. The, you know, the, the great reset is coming. It's not, again, this is not conspiracy theory. This, the left has claimed it's coming. They've told us it's coming. They've told us what they're going to do. They've told us that, that the starvation and the lack of energy and the lack of food and the, the chaos that's about to hit America is part of their plan. They admit it. So plans for, say, bringing down the World Trade Center really seem kind of small in comparison. It's not small. I, I, I don't mean to, uh, minimize the pain that family members of 9-11 victims have gone through. And I do think it's a shame that we still don't know the truth. I don't think we're anywhere close to the truth. I think the truth seekers who have all these theories, I don't think they're very close to the truth. And if they were, we wouldn't know which ones were because everybody thinks something different. And another, the, a sad part of this is that if we don't find the truth within the next 20 years, I think the truth will be hidden from history. There will be all kinds of theories about it, but what really happened, I think, is going to be hidden from everyone. You know, it's like uh, JFK. We don't know exactly what happened. I know a whole bunch of people who claim to know what happened, but we don't know. And the people who absolutely do know, as far as I can tell, have not come out and told us yet. So the people who really know what happened on 9-11, I mean, they're not going to live forever. Eventually, they're going to die. And then maybe some of them will have left some kind of diary that will tell us. But that's going to be contested, too. Nobody's going to know if that's real or not. I hope that sometime in the next 20 years... The people who really know will come out and tell the truth. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think this is going to be another chapter of history that's just going to be a mystery. And it's a shame. But I will say this. 9-11 did change things for most Americans. And there was a patriotism in the air in America that obviously has pretty much disappeared. And I wonder if there's a way to bring that back that does not involve killing 3,000 people. Um, it was, it was a sad day for all of us who lived through it. 
And it's a shame that, that when we talk about this, it's more or less irritating to the younger generation. You know, they, oh, who cares? I, it's sad that that's the way they think, but it's not surprising. It's what I thought when people talked about Pearl Harbor. And it's kind of, it's expected because that's what happens. The next generation comes up and it's just not important to them. Because what's important to them is what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, I do hope that someday we know the truth. But I do believe that we're probably never going to know. What I will say is when people start talking about it, questioning it, don't discount those people. They want to know the truth just as much as we do. When you've got people who weren't part of it, as in they weren't part of the planning telling you exactly what happened, I think then you know that you ought not listen to them. If they absolutely know for sure exactly what happened, they're probably lying to you because that's what the government did. They told us exactly what happened. They told us everything. Uh, they, they acted like there were no mysteries. And yet here we are 20 years later, more than 20 years later, and there's still a whole bunch of unanswered questions. And now we do know that they were lied, that they lied to us. But, uh, well, folks, that's all I've got on this. Um, uh, hopefully Dan will be back next week. Hopefully he's still sober. I don't know. When you go on a whole whiskey tour, I, I don't know what that does. I, I imagine he's bringing some of it home with him. Is he still going to drink it once he gets home? Is he going to try to drink it while we're on the show? I try to discourage him from drinking. But uh, if you could back me up on this, send him a note, letting him know that sobriety is so much better than drunkenness, uh, I'd appreciate that. Well, folks, think about what I said. And as always, go raw and circle the beads.